in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the swashbuckling Glenn Stansberry. Yar. And Glenn, I uh, I normally wouldn't call you swashbuckling. No. But uh, I was looking terms up in the dictionary one night uh, several weeks ago. <laughs> Just, you know, lying in bed thinking about... With your hard copy? With my... my uh, you know Webster's Dictionary, mm-hmm. and I was like, "How how could I better describe Glenn Stansberry?" Hmm. Uh, and <laughs> I, I thought, you know, adventurous. Hmm. And then uh, I looked in the thesaurus that I actually have as well, right by my bed. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it was the thesaurus, thesaurus said uh, swashbuckling is a hmm. good um, another good term for adventurer, adventurer, explorer, you know, things like that. And I, I originally made that connection because you just got back from Spain and London Town. London Town, yes. Yeah, I, I did that too with a, a scabbard between my teeth. Right. You know, right in the tube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah, I went, uh, took the family to England for, jolly old England, for a uh, wedding. Uh, the a groom and bride that we know are so kind to invite us and uh, it was a blast. It was a great time, and then went headed over to Spain just because we were, you know, really close in the to neighborhood. Spain. <laughs> Everything is in the neighborhood over there, so took a little puddle hopper and went to Spain. Nice, and yeah, it was it was a good trip. I am. You could have used uh, jet lagged for oh, jet lagged. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Actually, yeah. I'm not jet lagged anymore. I just keep getting woken up by my kids who haven't figured out that they're not supposed to wake up at four in the morning. It's got to be hard on uh, the kids, especially, to figure out the time. Yeah, they're just, so, you know. yeah. And you can't tell them, like, hey, go back to sleep, or, right. you know, because they just, yeah. Anyway, You're right. they gotta they got to get it sorted themselves. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, um, now that you're back, mm. um, you know, that's good, that's good, because, um, you know, we haven't done the podcast in a few weeks. I know. I thought about maybe calling in remotely. Yeah, I could dial in like a conference call. Hola! Yeah. (laughs) I just wouldn't want to take you away from all those burritos and tacos. Buenos dias. Yes. In uh, Spain, Mm -hmm. which they're known for. Um, Burritos and tacos. Yeah. The uh, uh, double-decker tacos (laughs) are especially well-known, I know. Um, Tacos locos. Yeah. Uh, And they're, you know, especially they're uh, the, uh, the potato olays. Yes. Um, are very well known. Uh, supra. Well. Supra potato <laughs> Supra potato uh, That's how you order them. Comprende? Comprende? Uh, yeah. But anyway, Glenn, well, we don't need to talk about our famous, or our, our favorite Spanish cuisine. Because, right. Because, you know, that's, everybody, everybody out there knows mm. what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe not everybody knows what we're talking about when we're talking about uh, gentleman.com. Mm. Which is a shame. Yeah, it is a shame, and uh, we're going to correct that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Gentleman.com is basically like the Webster's Dictionary and Encyclopedia Britannica 
and uh, an entire decade's worth of National Geographic magazines all wrapped up into, like, if you could take all those paper things and scan them and put them on a computer, that's what Gentleman.com would be. Uh, you say National Geographic magazines. Are you talking the ones with, like, you know, when I was a kid, uh, I was first introduced to the female form. By National Geographic, and are we talking like those issues, or just like, oh, this is Antarctica? Uh, this is Antarctica. Okay, I okay. don't know what you're referring to, but no, hmm. we don't. I don't know. Hmm. We, um, I, I'm not sure. I, it, <laughs> I'm talking about the National Geographic that is only of interest to intrepid explorers. Oh well, swashbuckling adventurers. How dare you? I mean, but. Uh, <laughs> If you're an intrepid explorer, if you're a swashbuckling adventurer, um, I would recommend going over to gentleman.com uh, and clicking on a bunch of links because there's just there's a lot of exploration to be to be had there. There's a lot of there's a lot of depth to explore and mm. enjoy. Mm-hmm. And once you've explored and enjoyed all that depth, you should go to podcast.gentleman.com where you can really get into the deep. Mm, exploration of lots of topics where me and Glenn pontificate on many important topics that will be of extreme Mm. interest to you, extreme confusion, Mm -hmm. extreme anger, Mm -hmm. all kinds of emotions. You're going to feel a range of emotions. And we would suggest uh, listening to all 124 previous episodes of the Gentleman Podcast from start to finish right away. Mm -hmm. Don't stop. I mean... Look, Thanksgiving's next week. Mm-hmm. If you really are committed, I feel like right before Thanksgiving dinner, you can be done with listening to 124 hours of the Gentleman Podcast. It's, it's like anti-tryptophan. Yeah, you know, you're gonna you're gonna need some coffee. Mm-hmm. You're gonna need um, mm-hmm. some, some probably some apparatus to keep your eyes open. Pumpkin pie while you're yes, <laughs> that's the apparatus. I was <laughs> Uh, and but I think that I think people can get this done. This is an ambitious goal. I expect that you do that. Mm-hmm. All 124 episodes, uh, and then once you do that, uh, we anticipate that you'll have some questions about yourself, about life, about our podcast. Why? And the, and so then we would encourage you to get in touch with us. Mm. And by doing so, this is not a prerequisite. You don't have to do this before you get in touch with us. I mean, you could just listen to five seconds of this podcast. And want to get in touch with us. And we understand. It, I, we, that makes sense to me. And mm-hmm. you can do that. You can get in touch with us via the U.S. Postal Service. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost Christmas time. And your postal workers are out there working mm-hmm. overtime. Mm-hmm. And the best way you can support them mm-hmm. is by sending lots of correspondence to the Gentleman Podcast. We, you know, we support the post office by paying them brian right for a special box yeah we to deliver this correspondence we have them. what's called a post office box yeah which we pay for yeah um and that allows us to uh you know it's basically like a back room at the post office mm-hmm. that we walk into with all of our mail in mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. that we have a key to the door mm-hmm. and uh so you know it's and it's not i mean we get some, i don't want to brag here but there are some people that have found us Right? We get mm-hmm. some correspondence from Michael Dell. That's right. Frequently. Yeah. Uh, Lots of updates on his latest computers that he's yeah, making. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Personal correspondence there. Um, CEOs of insurance companies. Oh, yeah. Get in touch with this, and, mm-hmm. and they tell us about their insurance products. 
Mr. So, Gecko? Yeah. Yeah, you know the Gecko. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, Glenn, if, if people out there want to get in touch with us, they can do so by sending a letter to the, to the gentleman at Mailbag at P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. We will get your letter. We will talk about it on the Gentleman Podcast. We will discuss it. We will think about it. We will, after much consternation, uh, deliver a audible audio response mm-hmm. to your question, comment, mm-hmm. whatever. On the Gentleman Podcast, we will stick your letter up on the Hall slash Wall of Fame, Hall of Fame, as we like to call it. And we will also send you a little something back in return. That's a whole lot of things that can happen just from one letter that you send over the Gentleman Podcast. So I urge you today, P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044, send a letter to the Gentleman Mailbag. Mm-hmm. Failing that, you're certainly welcome to use the electronic version of our mailbag at howdyatgentleman.com or failing that... Um, this is like a parachute. There's like three levels right. of safety backups. Um, you can also get in touch with us via social networks such as Facebook, mm-hmm. YouTube, mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram, uh-huh. Tinder, yep. uh, Snapchat. Yep. <laughs> Actually, I think the Snapchat's a fake one. Don't try to get. <laughs> we have yeah, like a fake the, gentleman the, on Snapchat. Yeah. So. It's, I think I picked gentleman official or something like yeah, that. Real so, gentleman. Uh, yeah. So maybe not in Snapchat. But it's a, yeah. And yeah. Hot or not? Definitely hot or not. Anyway, Glenn. Okay, let's move on. Let's. I, that's all the housekeeping we have to do, right? Um, because we we got to get get on with the show, and um, I'm I'm happy to say that uh, we can get on with the show with the drink of the week this week, and um, this week, th- I, I realize. You know, uh, I realize this is a little bit behind the times now. Yeah. All of the all of the emphasis now is all of a sudden on holiday beers, like Christmas beers, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's so sad because Oktoberfests have their moment, and then it's just like all of a sudden they're old news, and they're all gone. One shining moment. They're, and then the, the week after Halloween, it's like, we barely knew ye. You yep. know what I mean? It's not October anymore. Um, but I, I was at the store today, and I was thinking about it, and I just, I, 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 I wanted to, sh- like, this This is a beer that I have tried, but I wanted to share the magic of this beer with the Gentleman Podcast, um, because this this one, this one caught my eye. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, in the, in the, the sea of beers... At the store, it caught my eye a few weeks ago, and I'd never heard of this before. And I was compelled to get it, and when I did, I liked it. All right, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. This is the, and I don't even know how to say the name of it. It is a Bavarian beer called Hacker Shore, with a P. And I have that's I'm sure that's a, it's probably called something completely different that I'm pronouncing it terribly. Um, and this is called Original Oktoberfest, and this is the the, the this Original Oktoberfest isn't even listed on their website. Like, I don't even know. I don't know. This might be. I, I, I don't even know what this is. But let me let me tell you about this beer. Uh, this this Bavarian brewery has been around since 1417, the year 1417. So you know it's about exactly 600 years old. This brewery. Um, yeah. So, so the 600th anniversary of this brewery, kind of a momentous occasion. Yes. Um, yeah. 
this is their original Oktoberfest, which I'm assuming they're claiming is the original <laughs> Oktoberfest. Yeah, it's... And uh, they do boast that they um, they do follow the uh, pure... Uh, pure the German purity laws? Purity laws of 1516. Which, you know, they probably helped forge 100 years after they yeah, started their I'm sure craft brewery. They were all hanging around 100 years <laughs> after they did their brewery. You know like, what? <laughs> you know what make this purity a purity little... <laughs> laws. Like, what the hell, man? We've been <laughs> making beer for 100 years. Um, but anyway, this is, Glenn, this is their original Oktoberfest. It's 5.8% alcohol by volume. I don't know how to tell you about the price because since it was an Oktoberfest, it was discounted to six ninety nine oh. a six-pack. <gasps> Which is a hell of a deal. Um, Can we put that in as the? Well, I don't know because I, I think if I had to guess, it wasn't. It didn't have a normal price on there, but if I had to guess, I think it was nine ninety nine. Okay, but I'm not one hundred percent sure. So I, I don't know. We could just give it the average eight fifty. I think eight fifty might be that might be good because I don't know if it was eight ninety nine or nine ninety nine. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, Glenn, I, I I tried this. I liked it. I liked their packaging. I liked their website a lot. I greatly enjoyed their website. It was very good. Informative. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Well. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, that, I've talked about this beer enough. Uh, go out there and get a hacker for sure, and uh, try one with us right now. Stop the podcast. Go get one, and then come back, and let's all drink it together. Um. Oh, oh thanks, Brian. Uh, yeah, I, I looked at the label here, Brian, and there's two axes, and then on one side of one one of the axes, there's the number fourteen. On this side, there's a 17. And I was trying to figure out... What's what the, the 14 what, the Yeah, what are those two numbers? What does yeah. it mean? Oh, the year it was founded. Right. That's a long time ago. You know, in 600 years, that's what they're going to be saying about gentlemen. That's right. They're going to be like, this podcast hasn't been around for 600 years. It invented some technology that we're going to talk about the in October 100 fest, years. The October cast. The October... The October cast yeah. uh, audio the pod- experience. Podcasting purity laws. Yeah. There you go. Cheers. Cheers. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's mm. six hundred years worth of brewing knowledge right there, mm. and one delicious taste. Mm. That is a beer that, if you're not careful, you could just drink the entire thing. Yeah, it's got enough of a like enough of a taste. Yeah, but it's not like it's smooth. Yeah, some I've been noticing that some beers really lately have really been grating on me my taste buds but this mm-hmm. is just super smooth smooth tasty yeah crisp clean mm-hmm. it's got it's Ooh. got a lot going on for it glenn it certainly does so let's uh let's talk about some stats right here before okay. i before we give our ratings we got to know what we're dealing with right so look what we do know is that we're going to say it's eight fifty because we're going to cut the difference between seven dollars and ten dollars, which I think it, you know it's between Close one of the two. Yeah, so eight fifty. So that's right on the median price. The alcohol by volume eight five point eight percent, which is pretty good alcohol content. Um, the IBUs are not listed anywhere, and we can't <laughs> find this beer. <laughs> they, uh, they started making this beer before there was IBUs. Yeah, so. Um, I, we're going to use our 12? sommelier instincts to say, yeah, 12, 15, something like that. Not much. Uh, low IBU count. Under 20. And, uh, yeah. So those are the those are the, those are are the the facts about this beer, Glenn. So if you were going to put a rating on this beer, what would you say it would be? 
Um, so average price, which is good. This is, yeah, I like this beer a lot. Mm. I, I think I'm going to give it an 8.7. Oh, okay. I was going to go 8.8. Wow. I feel like pretty high on it. I feel like it's one of the higher ones that mm-hmm. I would I would go with. This one, I, I drank a lot of Oktoberfest during... To prepare. During, you know, as a... October. <laughs> just as a... Because I feel a responsibility yeah, to yeah, do that yeah. for the general community. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And so this was one of the ones I picked up, and I was pretty excited about it when I tried it. So uh, anyway, Glenn, it doesn't matter what we think about it, because I need to type all these facts into the gentleman... T- Mustache twist scale computer, the MTS computer, and uh, then we are going to go from there, and we will get a empirical, scientific, machine learning, algorithmic, data science score uh, for the Hacker mm. Shore original Oktoberfest. So, uh, Glenn, we said that the alcohol by volume was 5.8%. We also said that the IBUs were under 20, probably around 15 or maybe 12, somewhere between those two. 12 and 15 IBUs. Uh, we're going to call the uh, we're going to call the price at 8.5, 8.50. And then we are going to also say that their website was above average. And it was. And it was above average. It was, was strong strongly above average. Um Okay, Glenn. Well, I think the MTS computer has what it needs. Okay. I, I hear it printing off something right now. So I'm going to go get this uh, report. I will come back, and I will describe exactly what the report has to say. And then we'll know for sure. Empirical. So were you... Uh, I saw you working on the uh, MTS machine. The housing, was there... Were you, like, putting oil in it? What was going on there? Yeah, I had to... Um, so basically after... Every year after the Oktoberfest come out, I have to upgrade stuff. Right. You know, afterwards, hardware is outdated. It's a good time to, like, you know, there's a little bit of downtime after the Oktoberfest, so there's a little bit of time to give the, you know, give sure. it a good run through. Right. And so it's basically just some diagnostics okay. and updating the uh, algorithm. The firmware? Yeah, the firmware, yeah. basically. Like, yeah. I don't want to get too technical. Okay, yeah, yeah, but yeah, basically, yeah, 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 no, 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 no. yeah, okay. So anyway, um... Okay, Glenn. Well, I can tell you that based on my upgrades, this is going to be pinpoint accurate, uh, and there's going to be a few more pages I can see. Oh, where they're talking about Bavarian well, 600 history. Six hundred years. Six hundred years. The purity laws of fifteen sixteen. I mean, you think about craft breweries uh, today. They're like, oh, we've been open six years. The, Forever. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, let me. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I did find the uh, flipping to the back. I did find the empirical mustache scale computer rating, and it turns out it's an eight point seven five. Wow! So that um, is surprising. Surprising, yeah, and and fair. I surprising feel. and awesome. I yes. would say. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. Eight point seven five. Uh, highly recommended by the mustache scale scale computer and both of us. So the three wow. of us agree, uh, and maybe you do too. That this is a great beer and you should go out and get one while you can because I think that they're going to be in short supply in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, usually we uh, take a, a a second opinion though. Oh right, we talk, we we check out our friends over at right. beersnob.com. Um, and I'm okay. So the beer snobs have given this a wow. Okay. <laughs> That's right. They converted their score to fives now. Right. So it's a 7.9. Yeah. A 7.9 on their scale. So they're a little bit off. 
That's understandable. Yeah, by a point. Mm-hmm. A full point. But this has like been rated almost two thousand times on the Beer Snobs website. Well, that's good. I'm glad that they're uh, they're getting the publicity they deserve because this is a this is a solid beer. I'm excited about it. I wanted to share it. Um, it's well worthy of some praise. Man. Uh, okay. Glenn. Excellent. Fine. Uh, well, uh, go out there and get some of this beer if you can. Uh, I'm going to go buy uh, 86 packs of it. <laughs> um, now let's get on to some interesting posts from Gentleman.com in the last two weeks or so, Glenn. Well, Brian, uh, we never talked about who was talking about what. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> do you um, Do you want to talk about the restaurant one? Cause I will. Okay. okay. Uh, well, Glenn, uh, we're going to kick it off with uh, a... A tack from our good friend Demon. Yes, uh, Demon's a good friend of ours uh, on the site, and not really a demon in real life. Nope. Well, we don't know. We've never met him in person. That's true, and we don't know if it's a him. And we would have no problem with that if yep. he was a demon in real life. Right. Um, it'd be totally cool. That was not where I thought that was going. <laughs> anyway, uh, the point is, uh, Demon posted this awesome tack, which got a ton of likes. Everybody liked this tack. Everybody and the mother. Yeah. And uh, this is called a restaurant's response to a negative Yelp review. And look, the point is, uh, Yelp is great. Uh, Yelp is, is, is a really helpful tool that helps a lot of people distinguish a good restaurant from a bad restaurant. Uh, but sometimes people try to wield Yelp as a tool to get something out of a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And this is a story about the latter of these two scenarios and basically there is a restaurant in kansas city called voltaire and voltaire it's a fancy restaurant right and they have a policy it's a private restaurant Mm -hmm. they can do whatever they want they have a policy that is they don't take carryout orders right like, you can't call them up and say, I want to make an order and I want it to go. Right. Which I don't really ever think about, but I understand. Like, it's a fancy restaurant. Right. You don't want people, like, you know, whatever. And you don't really ask. I mean, why would you... That would never cross yeah. my mind. Yeah. I, I would never take a to-go order from <laughs> a fancy restaurant. Right. Anyway, so, um, there was a couple that came in and asked to, to make a to-go order because they were... And they were lawyers, mm-hmm. and they were in a business meeting just down the way. In across a, the street. Across the street yeah. at a hotel. And uh, the, the good people at Voltaire explained to them that they don't do, they don't do to-go orders. Mm-hmm. Well, this made the lawyer couple angry. Mm-hmm. Power couple. Power lawyer couple. Mm-hmm. Very angry. And they weren't having it. Nope. So they got in a big argument with the uh, restaurant manager. And uh, the restaurant manager explained to them very calmly, very politely, we don't do to-go orders. Um, And the couple reminded him several times that they were lawyers Mm -hmm. and that they have eaten there before and they do do to-go orders. They've seen him do to-go orders. Yeah. Yeah. Seen people with boxes. And uh, the restaurateur explained to them that they... Of course, we'll pack up people's leftovers for them yeah. after they eat at the restaurant in the normal way. But uh, anyway, they went big back and forth, and eventually the couple threatened a negative Yelp review, yeah. to which the restaurant manager replied, are you an adult 
and a grown man? <laughs> Which is a great question. Based on what the situation was. Anyway, the, the, the real story comes in where the restaurant... So there was a review left that complains about all these things. Yeah. True to their word. In detail. They left a really negative Yelp review. Litigious. And I'm not going to... The, the restaurant responded uh, with a very long... Uh, a very long response to the Yelp review. <laughs> and they hit all these points really well. And in summary, they basically say, like, we're not a to-go restaurant. Let me explain it to way, in a way that you understand. And they explain a scenario where they pretend to be a <laughs> divorce lawyer. And the couple comes in and asks them to do their tax lawyer stuff yeah, for them. And so right. they have a whole scenario where they explain this whole thing. Um, but what I really liked about this was that... Uh, the restaurant manager was calm but firm mm-hmm. about the policies at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knew he was dealing with very immature people, mm-hmm. so he just calmly dispersed them. And, of course, they left a terrible negative Yelp review. Mm-hmm. And then the owner of the restaurant got on there and backed them up. Yeah. Backed the, the, uh, the manager the staff, up. yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, sometimes you just got to stand your ground. And I think that in this country, it's kind of... <laughs> I think we've gone a little bit too far into the customer's always right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I think just sometimes people... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever, whatever. Yeah, of course, of course. We'll bring you a new, yeah. you know, risotto. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, I thought this was pretty cool because, you know, <laughs> restaurants are, are businesses. They can they can refuse service to anybody they want to for any reason they want to. Yeah. So if, if they don't want to make to-go orders for people, then they don't have to do it. And... I think really what happened was the the power couple got embarrassed because right they felt foolish for for trying to get it to go order at this place. This wouldn't back and down. They just wouldn't you know yeah. admit that they were wrong. So anyway, I I, I, lo- I love the, the the response that they gave. Uh, but one thing, uh, so the, the the couple was very dramatic. Yeah, in their reviews mm. and even made a reference to the fact that they wouldn't serve them. Even though they were starving. Right. And in the response to the review, the owner says, If you were actually starving, as in a life-threatening condition requiring nutritional sustenance, we would be happy to assist you. (laughs) We do make exceptions for emergency situations. (laughs) Um, Which I got a kick out of. It's true. Yeah. It's just like this this, this couple went completely off the deep end about being starving, being lawyers. They were going to write a negative Yelp review. We've been to New York and right. every restaurant We've been there, to New York. you know, just... That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love this sentence right here that says, Our general manager did question the age and maturity of your husband after he became combative and threatened with a negative Yelp review. Which you so obliged in 15 minutes after leaving. Yeah, anyway, uh, what a great, uh, great link. Um and just in our backyard, right? Just in our backyard in Kansas City. I happen to know the restaurant manager in question yeah. that handled this situation brilliantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can assure you that he is a brilliant, smart, nice, nice, nice guy. You and can vouch for him. I can vouch for the guy. And he's like, you know, a really solid person. It's too bad that these people feel the need to go in there and give him crap because I got to tell you, I mean,. It's they can do whatever they want. I'm sure it happens all the time. Oh man, you know, yeah. There, I wish there was a way. I wish there was a mechanism on Yelp or all you know, TripAdvisor or whatever, where there'd be like some accountability. Yeah, 
Because, uh, for example, when you um, we stayed in Airbnb, we stayed at a couple Airbnbs, mm-hmm. and the nice thing about that, if you are a, a house owner, mm. is if somebody leaves you a bad review, mm-hmm. you can also review that person as as like a guest. Mm. So you can also get a, you get guest reviews as well. Uh-huh. So if Right, because they have to go on and stay at another Airbnb somewhere. Right, right? so if, if you pull a Billy Ray Cyrus and trash the hotel room and, uh, yeah. you know, right. leave it in shambles, right. they're going to let everyone else know, like, hey, don't, don't let him in. Right, <laughs> you know? yeah. So No, that is good. That's good to have that extra level of accountability. It goes both ways, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of times with Yelp reviews, though, you can kind of tell who the nut jobs are. Right. Even when you're reading through them. Right. Like, when you read through this and they're like, they told us they didn't do to-go orders, and then... They questioned the maturity of my husband about it. I, I would be like, okay, well, you're clearly insane. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> well, I, and the thing like they do they do to go orders, but they didn't for us. It's like, well, why wouldn't they want? Yeah, why would your they not money? Do that? Yeah, <laughs> if they do that, yeah. why would why would anybody? That make it, yeah. So I think you you can read like read between the lines on the Yelp reviews when people have an yeah. axe to grind. Usually. So. Usually businesses want your money and will yeah. take it if yes. they're offering something. That... Right. And if they say they don't do something, they don't do it. Right. You can just be cool with that. It's yeah. fine. Anyway, okay, Glenn. Well, we've got that figured out. Jeez. Uh, what's what's next? I, I think I feel like I, I just have a feeling that uh, we have a great gentleman user coming up. We do. Uh, and actually, uh, I'm we're, we're headed to the Great White North okay. for, uh, for this next one. Right. Uh, but... The the gentleman member in question is is Razorback. He posted right. a fantastic tack, right? Um, about something that Brian, I could see myself happening to myself, maybe even you uh, on on a rare yeah. occasion. But um, I'm surprised this hasn't happened to me yet. And I don't know why this is actually. I, I honestly don't know why this is noteworthy. But I guess we'll just Seems report on it anyway. Uh, it's titled "Man Sets Home on Fire to Prove He Is Sober Enough to Drive." Mm. Uh, and so we head to Nova Scotia where. Uh, the uh, police in Cumberland County say they were called to a home, uh, and apparently um, the caller indicated that a man intentionally set fire, set a home on fire following a verbal dispute over whether the man, arsonist, was sober enough to drive. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently it was a dispute between a man and a woman, um, and... And then the, the article goes on to describe, you know, the heavy smoke coming from the home. Uh, and the, the guy actually did leave in the truck, so he did, yeah. uh, you know, drive. Yes. Uh, but they arrested him. They and, arrested him for um, uh, being not sober. Right. <laughs> and, oh, and the fire thing. And the fire. Um, yeah. Gordon Edward Spicer, 49, of uh, East Wallace, which is somewhere in Nova Scotia, was, was charged for both of those things. Yes. Arson and impaired driving. <laughs> Which is which is a one-two punch combination. Yeah. I mean, you know, they don't really go into the. Um, it's just the facts. Just the facts. You don't really know exactly what went through the mind of Gordon uh, when he was drinking heavily and trying to prove to his lady friend that he was sober enough to drive. Right, and then it seemed like a good idea at the time to light the house on fire. Right, <laughs> to prove that he was. Right. If we can read between the lines here, um, uh, there, there, I, I love this. This just one sentence, and it says, 
And I, and I feel like you have to like raise your eyebrow as you read it. Oh. And it says the man and woman were known to one another. <laughs> as in, I feel like this is a lover's wink, spat. Wink. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, we, yeah, I think that there's just a, they must have a deep connection. <laughs> and there was right. a, a an argument. And Gordon, God bless him. <laughs> it's explosive. Uh, he, was, he, he was convinced he had less than he did. Oh, yeah? Oh, Oh, you think I'm you think I'm tanking over here? Well, I'll tell you what. If I was tanking, could I light this on fire? Huh? Could I take off? Yeah. Uh, the other thing I thought was interesting about this uh, a, a, a small detail that says a lot about yes. this altercation. Okay. Uh, it happened at four twenty-five in the afternoon on a Monday. Oh, okay. Well, that's uh, uh, prime drinking time for right, some people. Right. It's five o'clock somewhere. Otherwise, not for others. <laughs> Was um, it five o'clock in Nova Scotia? Yeah. Nova Scotia. Well, you know, look, everybody, everybody makes mistakes. I hope Gordon and his lady friend got things patched up, and their house got patched up. Literally after <laughs> he got drunk and set it on fire. It could be a symbolic, you know. Yeah. Well. Anyway, okay, well, thanks, uh, Razorback, for, for letting us know about that. Uh, another way to prove that you're sober when you've right. been drinking. Right, right. Um, if, I, if I was drunk, would I be able to juggle these lighters? Right. Come on. Would I, will, would I be able to operate these guns <laughs> if I was sober? Um, so anyway, Glenn, let's move. But that's terrible. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't set your house on fire or operate guns if you are under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Um <laughs> And speaking of drugs and alcohol, right. um, <laughs> this uh, I'm going to talk about this uh, post that I made to gentleman.com. Uh, I, I, I ran across this and I couldn't resist mm. because I'm of a generation, I will call it the Stranger Things generation, <laughs> where we played a game called Oregon Trail. Mm-hmm. Oregon Trail was like the greatest game in the history of mankind. Um... It was the most amazing thing that I remember as a child, video game-wise. And it was an educational game that we played at school. Yes. And this is the uh, the Office of Tourism in Oregon. They remade, in the browser, they remade Oregon Trail, except it's themed in the style of visiting Oregon as a tourist. Modern-day <laughs> tourist. And so I linked up the game. It's 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 available at traveloregon.com and I'm going to I'm going to link it up on podcast.gentleman.com if you want to mm-hmm. go check it out. Um we will have the link up there and basically if you remember Oregon Trail at all, the general idea is you are companions with five other people, four other people and you are all on a trip across the country on the Oregon right. Trail. Instead, this is in the style of you are all hipsters <laughs> going on a trip through a Oregon trip. Yeah. in various things. And the first question that came up in the comments actually was like, you know, I was all into this until people started dying. And <laughs> that's an interesting choice because yep. dying is a big part of the original Oregon Trail. And it makes it into this video game version about tourism to Oregon. Yeah. Uh, and I think you were playing it earlier. I, I played it for about ten minutes. I did a, a, a little jaunt over to the Oregon coast, um, and I, 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 Brian, you were actually in the car. Yes, I was. So it was my wife, right, uh, Laura, and my dog. Uh huh. And um, 
we're cruising along, and all of a sudden, a message pops up, and it just says, Maisie has died, which is, <laughs> Maisie's my dog. Um, and then later, the next one was, Brian Brian had too much coffee, he has to pee. Uh, <laughs> so you have to pull over. Anyway, uh, but we made it to the Oregon coast. Right. And uh, there's did, things like, whale watching. you see uh, Sasquatch, do you want to take pictures of him? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. Oops, so, you missed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's a really well done, really uh, complex uh, recreation of. I just want to know if there's hunting in there somewhere because that was always oh, my favorite yeah. part. The hunting was the best. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, and fording the river. Yes, fording the river. Yeah, I forgot about the fording the river. Uh, I, I Brian, so we for me we would go to the library. Mm. Our library had a, the computer that had the computer Oregon yeah. Trail on it, right? And I have se- I saw fights break out. Like, oh, I don't doubt it. I mean, we we had we had it at my Catholic school, so there was like a referee. The teacher was the referee, <laughs> with and like there the were ruler. six of us all crowded around, like you know, yeah. Shoot it! Shoot it! Shoot it! <laughs> shoot. It's right there! It's How right could there. you not <laughs> see that? Uh, so there was we had some supervision, so we we we, we were able to dial it back a bit, but but yeah, Oregon Trail was really that was pretty mm. awesome. And this is a fantastic, uh, great. I, I, I'm underselling what a great idea this is by the Oregon Tourist Office. I mean, brilliant Oregon Trail, Oregon. You know, I, I'm just impressed with the tourism office where somebody comes in, kicks the door open, and says, "I've got a great idea." <laughs> There's this game from the <laughs> '80s, and people die of dysentery, and I want to recreate the whole thing about traveling to Oregon. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, sounds good. Yep. Let's Seems do like that. Seems like a good idea. <laughs> so I think that's really cool. I just, the fact that they have a tourism office that can get something like that done. I tell you, you can kind of get away with it though, because Oregon has everything. They have mountains. Yep. They have the coast. They, they have, have dysentery. Dysentery. They have, yeah. Deer that you can shoot. Yep. Um, uh, rivers you can. You can ford them. Ford. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, that's really cool. But uh, yeah, I would recommend playing it. You'll enjoy it. It'll be fun. You'll learn something about Oregon and the sites, mm-hmm. and then you will travel to Oregon and hopefully not die of dysentery. I'm planning on traveling to Oregon this this summer. At some yeah, because your brother lives there. Yeah, so yeah. I hopefully yeah hopefully I don't die of dysentery. Yeah, or, but I would see Sasquatch though. That'd be yeah, fun. that would be fun. That would be fun. Okay, Glenn. Well, you everybody out there can go to podcast.gentleman.com. They can click on this link and they can play this game, and it's going to get them excited about going to Oregon uh, for a trip. Whew. And. That means it's time, Glenn, for the toast this week. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, Glenn, we have to toast people that have passed away. And sometimes, sometimes we we just we pick awesome people. Yes, Uh, we hope to just pick awesome people and toast them because they're great. Yes, and this is one such week where this guy hasn't done anything notable. He's not in the news. He's oh, you mean recently? Yeah, well. Uh, yeah, recently. Okay. Okay. Uh, the, the person I'm talking about here is Jeff Daniels. Yes. And what made me think about this was you came back from your trip and you said you just watched Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> the flight home, yeah. I was, I was thinking about, I was, it took me immediately back to that time about six months ago when I watched Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> <laughs> and it was amazing. And um, oh. it also made me think, because I am traveling to for a trip next week, I'm going to Aspen. A little place called Aspen. Which... California is supposedly beautiful this time of year. I don't know, Brian. The Fritcher assholes. Um, 
but anyway, so it just made me think about Jeff Daniels. And mm-hmm. uh, me and Glenn were talking about Dumb and Dumber, and uh, I was telling him about some of the, the extras that I had watched about that movie and how <laughs> Jeff Daniels had an agent at the time that was begging him on his knees to please not do Dumb and Dumber because he was sure it was going to ruin Jeff Daniels' career because Jeff Daniels, you know, he had done a lot of stuff before then. I mean, he... He did arachnophobia. Right? He did arachnophobia. Was that before Dumb and Dumber? That was a couple years before. Ra- yeah, before Dumb and Dumber. So he had a leading role in a major movie. And it, it was like a blockbuster film. Yeah, yeah. And so he was, you know, a pretty well known actor. And his agent was just convinced <laughs> if he played <laughs> Harry, Harry, he was gonna get Harry. Yeah, he was. He, this was gonna destroy his career. And uh, thankfully for all of us. Jeff Daniels was smart enough to have read the script and say, "I'm no, I'm going to do this. This is hilarious." And I was thinking about this while we were talking about it last week and or a few days ago. And uh, if you think about anybody else in that in that role of Harry, I just don't think anybody could pull that off. Not in that time period, no. I just I couldn't imagine anybody else playing that role. Uh, Casting so important. I just anyway. So Jeff Daniels, like doing Dumb and Dumber, was awesome. But then I started thinking. And I actually really like Arachnophobia, the movie. Really? I do. I like Arachnophobia. And secondarily, I also really like this movie, Gettysburg. Yes. Where right. he plays, I mean, I love the movie Gettysburg. Yep. He plays uh, Colonel Joshua. Oh, I can't remember the name of the, the guy that. He's like a really important. <laughs> in, it's, oh, Colonel Joshua uh, Chamberlain. Okay. Who is like one of the most important figures in the Battle of Gettysburg. Uh, he, he naturally, he plays him expertly. Uh, he's been in a bunch of movies, uh, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. He's in one of my, I don't want to say it's my, one of my favorites. It's, it's, I love this show, uh, newsroom. It's, it's, I haven't watched that one, but I'm, he is brilliant in newsroom. I've heard a lot of people talk about that one. I haven't seen it yet, but his range is, Incredible, because in newsroom he's a he's like a he'd be like an, an anchor on CNN, like a news anchor on CNN, right? Or some some network right. like that. And you think about Harry um, being a news anchor, it seems right? Like, right? Know, right? It's hard to do. It's basically he's like Bill O'Reilly, right? Uh, which is bizarre. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah. So so anyway, yeah. I just I was thinking about Dumb and Dumber and how cool it was that he did that film. Uh, he does stuff like Newsroom, very serious stuff. You know, yeah. Gettysburg's a very serious movie. Yes. He's able to pull that off awesomely. Um, and I was just uh, thinking about, uh, also recently, he's in this movie Steve Jobs, mm. where he plays uh, Pepsi, former Pepsi CEO John Scully, and plays him expertly as well. So, super awesome actor. Also, he's a musician. Really? And he came to play at the Granada like a year and a half ago. Really? Yeah, he, he's seriously like he de- like his he tours as a musician in addition to doing both television and movies. This must have been part of the uh, Dumb and Dumber. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, this was this was press, he, he uh, does he does he has his own uh, he has his own music and uh, he tours around and plays music. So is he in a band or is yeah he's he's got a whole band. band yeah I think his son's in his band. Weird yeah. is, 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 so he plays guitar a bit uh, yeah he like plays guitar and sings and stuff so anyway. Um, but how awesome is that? I mean, it's pretty sweet, actually. He's a what's the other actor that does? Um, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Jeff Bridges. They're kind of in the same mold. Yeah. They do a lot of weird things. I was thinking of Kevin Bacon, who also does that. 
Really? He's I think, in a band? Yeah, I think he's... he's I think, yeah. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I think he he does the whole rock and roll thing. Oh, yeah, too. the band's called Seven Degrees. <laughs> That's called pork. Um, <laughs> anyway, Glenn. Uh, so I wanted to toast uh, our good our good buddy Jeff Daniels. Oh, cheers. Cheers, I, Jeff. I So I'm sitting on a plane, and I'm, I'm sitting next to a guy whose English is not his first language. Mm. Nice guy, but yeah. uh, he's watching you know, like, you know... Um, shows like you know how things are made, and, right. you know, uh, very serious historical like mm-hmm. you know documentaries and things like right. that. And I'm and I'm I've got Dumb and Dumber queued up, <laughs> and I am about to pee myself. I'm laughing right. so hard, like, but also the laughter where you're trying to hold it in, and when you hold it in, it makes it worse. I'm just shaking in my seat. I, I he was annoyed every time. Well, you know, you gotta look. <laughs> if he was annoyed. <laughs> You should have just turned to him and said, do you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That Look, movie is so uh, good. If anybody was ever, like, bouncing around and laughing hysterically on a plane, and I was getting pissed, and I looked over there watching Dumber and Dumber, I'd be like, could you get me some uh, yeah. earphones so I could watch this with you, please? Yeah, I, w- I would have shared. I would have been fine with oh that. Oh my gosh, it's there's there's nothing wrong with yeah yeah <laughs> seriously. We'll just share one. Uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, laughing your ass off to Jump and Dumber. Oh, awesome. it was fantastic. Still holds up really well. It really does. Surprisingly, I yeah I watched it about six months ago and I it's amazing. It's it's a, it's a really good. Really good movie. Still, they just they just put all their chips in. Basically, yeah. They just yeah. Well, everybody involved in the movie is like, you know yep. what, guys? Yeah, let's do this. Right, and they all and they got it done. Oh man. Uh, so anyway, Glenn. All right. Well, uh, let's move on. Do we have to? It, the sooner we do that, the sooner I can watch Dumb and Dumber. Okay, I'm gonna get that in as soon as possible. Um, I'm going to Aspen, so I need to. I, I'm hoping to like maybe I can download that and put it on my iPad so I can watch it on the plane on the way over. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so <clears throat> that means it's time for the um, hot button topic. Uh, and this week, Glenn, uh, we had some ambassadors go over to our good friends over in China. Goodwill, goodwill ambassadors, and. Um, Naturally, as an ambassador, mm-hmm. you would have you would visit the local mall. Mm-hmm. Sure, um, go to a high end store there, mm-hmm. and then shoplift several items mm-hmm. from the store, mm-hmm. assuming that you'll get away with it. Sure. Um, unfortunately, the Chinese authorities arrested these people. Yes, <laughs> and they were uh, basketball players. <laughs> well, uh, well, the first of all, the Chinese authorities they didn't they they arrested a lot of people. Right. Uh, initially. Right. Because they couldn't quite figure out. <laughs> they couldn't figure it out. Right. So, I'm guessing, this is a leap, but I'm guessing that when you walk into a shopping mall in China and you're six foot nine. Yes. Uh, I think you might, a six foot nine American. Yes. I think you might stand out. Yes. Um, and so... And if the local people in that, you know, say, authorities in the mall, yeah. know that there happened to be an American basketball team right. in town, right? Uh, it's not that hard to probably track down who and where and right. what happened. You know, if they're trying to track somebody down. So if you do something wrong, you're probably going to get caught for it. Or at least the basketball teams are going to get rounded up. Yeah. 
the two basketball teams, the two American basketball teams in the entire country <laughs> are going to get. So anyway, the point is, uh, in in the headlines recently, uh, one of the what's his name, Le, Le, which Le, was it one of the Ball brothers, Levon, uh, Levon, Le, 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 Leviticus, uh, <laughs> Leviticus Ball, and uh, two two other basketball players on UCLA's basketball team got arrested for shoplifting in China at a Gucci store in the mall. I believe there were items like sunglasses and a couple other things that they stole. Women's handbags. And it caused an international incident, (laughs) to say the least. The police came to their hotel. They put them on lockdown. They released... There was another team there, Georgia Tech. They released... They allowed them to go because they quickly determined who had done it. And then they arrested three of UCLA's basketball players. They kept them there overnight. They let them out on bail. But shoplifting is not a minor offense in China. In fact, it's very major and hard to get out of. And um, it's a problem. So they uh, they created this huge issue, and the whole point of it was to what <laughs> was obviously to create goodwill between the two. Countries. Yeah, the point of the trip. Yeah, and this was a horrific. Like, I mean, I I don't even know what the papers in China are saying about. <laughs> The basketball team that came over from the United States and right. stole from right. the local. Right. I mean, it just it's humiliating as as a as an American to have somebody yeah. go over there and do that. So anyway, um, guys are back in the country now. Yep. And they've been suspended, but no one knows how long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's an interesting thing that happened. Um, I don't know where to begin to. I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin either. There's so many layers to this story because the president got involved. The president got involved. Lavar Ball got involved well, because his son was. Well, well, but he. I mean, I thought the thing about him was like he just didn't say anything, which and, is amazing. Which is the only time in which his is, life he's been quiet. That's when you know something's wrong, right? Like, when oh, Lavar Ball's like, oh, I can't comment on it. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> you commented on everything all the time. You said you beat Michael Jordan in a pickup game. Yes. Uh... You you will comment on anything, <laughs> but you can't comment on this. That that. That's unsettling. <laughs> you have, yeah, um, <laughs> right. So Levar Ball was silent, right. uh, and then that's disconcerting. And then there was after, after the the, the boys were, you know, um, th- after the president intervened and you and know apparently the president did a backdoor deal with the Chinese yeah. president. Uh, he he made a comment on Twitter about how you know that nobody thanked him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so then the the kids like went on TV and read a pre- had read a press release like I want to thank the government and the president. Just this weird, weird, weird scenario. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing that I was reading about today was that's just bizarre. Is they're talking there like there's a big debate right about how long they should be suspended for right, and they've been su- suspended indefinitely. And then there's like a lot of people that think they should be suspended for a year, like they inter- like a season. Yeah. And then there are some people that say half a season, and like the donors are involved with weighing in on how long people should be. Right. And it's Levar Ball's son because it's Levar Ball's son, and the other guys are top 100 recruits. So yeah. They're going to transfer someplace else if we don't let them play. Right. And you right. know they just shoplifted some stuff. So you know who hasn't done that? Yeah. It's it's such a weird yeah. I, I the, so I listen to Sports Talk Radio today, 
And oh well, first of all, I was out of the country when this happened, so oh, I came right. back. Right. And um, I was around some family, and mm-hmm. they made a reference to. Uh, they're they're making a joke and basically said something to the effect of, "Well, maybe the, you know, maybe maybe uh, some shoplifting basketball player, maybe the in China will do something." I was like, <laughs> "What? What are, what are you talking about?" about? <laughs> and they had to explain it, and I was like, "No, no, no, seriously, like, right. is this a real thing? I, I'm I'm confused." And um, yeah. so yeah, that was kind of weird. But uh, the the debate on the on on the radio that I heard was, you know, people people all are all up in arms with the fact that. And this is, you know, we don't typically talk about political things, but I just thought it was a weird, it's, somehow this is political. And uh, they were talking about whether or not it was the president's job job to get them out of the country. Like, yeah. Should, should that, you know, that wasn't his job. He didn't have to do that. Well, it was his job because they were citizens and, you know, past presidents have done this the whole, and like you- forever and you don't ask for and he happens to be in the country at the same time right i mean, I mean you, and you got the president of china right there which is also weird because there's this whole like trump and china dynamic that yeah the whole thing is like the weirdest. it's, it's just like, the weirdest onion layered yeah well i mean it's good that they made they like let him get back home right. because they were facing some pretty stiff penalties, right? Um, yeah, it was no no joke. I mean, all jokes aside, that was that could have been terrible for them. Yeah, you're going to play in the NBA, and instead you're going to spend ten years in a Chinese prison. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, it's it's tough. Um, I, you know, the, the players. I think they came, like they came out and their statement was that they made you know a stupid mistake and all that things, but it's like. I really feel like they should be suspended for a year because if you would have if you would have shoplifted something in the United States, yep. I'd say you know whatever. I get it. Yeah. Like you made a stupid mistake. Yeah, you know. But you guys went to China, <laughs> right? As representatives of the United States, representatives of your team, representatives of your university, and you went to a mall while all of the eyes were on you, right? And you chose to shoplift stuff. Right. I mean, that just is... It's not shoplifting at your local right. Gucci store. Five and dime. Or whatever. <laughs> local no Gucci store. No one's... <laughs> you know, yeah, you're embarrassing yourself. Right. You're embarrassing your university a little bit. But you're not embarrassing the country. Right. When you're going there as an ambassador of the U.S. And you, and you make that decision. I feel like, on some level, you have to understand... That that's not the right thing to yeah, do. Yeah, that made you and I look bad. I mean, not that, you know, America's got its own problems. Right. But we don't need this as yeah, well. <laughs> it just, yeah, it, 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 it just doesn't look well, you know. And uh, not that it matters really what it looks like, but it kind of does. I mean, I just think that the judgment level right. is the problem there. I'm not like, you know, it just... It's just a bad, just a bad look. I mean, you think about all the money and time and effort that the university put in to make that whole thing happen, and the governments and all these things, and you go there and you immediately just try to steal sunglasses. Right. I mean, come on, that's just. And then on top of it, just the weirdness of the fact that one of the ball kids was involved. Oh, that. And just... they have tons of money now because of the older brother. That's you know was like and the shoe and all the yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just like why would you? You could just go buy it. I think if you want, I mean, probably. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. And so anyway, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. What what will be the punishment? Will they be will they come back to play this year? My money's on yes. I would uh, calendar year or basketball year? Uh basketball year. Basketball year. Okay. So by the by the Oh, I, I bet they'll be suspended for half the year. I bet I bet by next semester they're playing. Yeah, because that's conference basketball time. Yeah, I mean like when the start of next semester, right. I think that's when they'll be playing. That's yeah. my that's my guess. I'm I'm guessing too. If, it's a natural divide. It's a natural it, it you know, dispels all the PR stuff. Everybody'll forget about this in two sure. weeks. Sure. And everybody will be fine and you know, whatever. But we're gonna talk about this on the general podcast for the next every two months. Two yes, exactly. <laughs> no. We'll have an update. Yeah. Uh, 180 days in. Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree. I think we're going to see this swept under the rug. Um, they're going to wait until it gets out of the news cycle, and they're going to announce. We decided, uh, you know, half a half a half a half a year's suspension is good. They've done. They've, they've been to some counseling. Right. They've. Uh, I think. That, I think they're remorseful. I think that they're going to. Yeah. Yeah. The first time offenders. Uh So anyway, well, it's their first time I, stealing things in China. So yeah, you know, right. There's still other countries they can go to. Yeah. I mean, they're only freshmen. So I mean, if still it happens again. Of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they go to, you know, Spain next time and they steal something, they go to the Ooh. you know local Prada and tell you. some handbags or something. And then we're going to know there's a problem because they're repeat offenders. You know, I, Brian, I, you know what would be an interesting website? It's something that just chronicled all the times college athletes have stolen things. Mm. Like... Because Jameis Winston stole like fish crabs. from a... <laughs> crabs. <laughs> yeah. crabs. Just walked out with a handful of crabs. Right. Uh, you know, stuff. There's just yeah, all kinds of stuff. That'd be, that'd be a fun little. Yeah. Doesn't really help humanity. Should be like a timeline. Yeah. Every every season this happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> this is the first time it's happened in China on a diplomatic. That's true. Ish trip. I say we send Dennis Rodman over. Smooth yep. things out. He's been good in Korea. He has. So. He's he's a he's a tested uh, commodity. Yeah, a diplomat. Yeah, yeah. We could send him over. Okay, Glenn, or you and I, we could go over to talk to uh, the leader of China. Well, Brian, talk to uh, him about. I'm afraid we'd be arrested for stealing hearts. <laughs> you know, I would and we agree. wouldn't be a first time offender. Uh, <laughs> yeah, It'd be like a chi- Chinese tour. Gangs is Chinese. I don't even know what that means. Let's move on, Glenn. Thief of Hearts. Gangster of Love. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for the final segment of the Gentleman Podcast, which is the question from the Gentleman Mailbag. Hmm. And this week, Glenn, uh, we were just talking about these guys going over to a country on a diplomatic mission. Yes. And being so tempted by something that they stole it mm-hmm. and got caught for it. Right. So my question is, uh, if you could go over to any country mm-hmm. and steal something but get away with it, mm-hmm. what would you steal? That's what a, country would you go to? That, that's a really hard question. Uh, but it's also a little easier for me because I just got back from a couple of countries. Right. So you've been on the scout. Oh, yeah. So, I, 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 yeah. I had this in the back of my mind the whole time. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. You think I could boost that? Yeah. Nobody right. know? Uh-huh. Um, some might say that wouldn't be setting a good example for my daughters. I'm using air quotes here, but... 
Take what you want. That's right. You know what I mean? You know. Uh, plus, you know, the British. They, come on. Well, they have all the cool. There. They have they all. They have all the cool artifacts. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So I actually I thought about this some. I thought about some more. Uh, one of the <clears throat> fun part of the trip was going to see Buckingham Palace with the girls because. So, you know, the queen lives here. Oh, right. And, and, mm-hmm. Which, ironically enough, Brian, this is a tangent, but they watched the latest Minion movie, and the queen, it's like kind of set in England part of it. And oh. so my so my oldest was sense. like, oh, yeah, this is where the queen lives. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, how do you know this? She's like, oh, right. it's in Minions, Dad. Ah, yeah, like, oh, come on. Of course. Of course it is. Right. Uh, so, anyway, seeing, seeing Buckingham Palace was, was neat and everything, but I, I remember uh, Attack on Gentlemen maybe six months, a year ago, talking about um, that the, uh, the... It was about how the queen still drives. She drives cars. Oh, right. Yeah. And she'll just go out for a Sunday drive, you know, just... Right. She's 90. Mm-hmm. And just bopping around, you know, in the countryside, or she'll drive to church and back. And, yeah. Something. And, you know, the paparazzi would take tons of pictures. It's hilarious. Right. Uh, but it turns out the queen actually has, like, an extensive car collection. Makes of sense. Of amazing cars that have either been gifted to her or just kind of handed down. Yeah. Generations. So, mm-hmm. I think if I if I could steal one thing and get away with it, it would be go to England and steal one of the Queen's cars and drive off in it. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. I'm sure she has one heck of a collection. She's got some Porsches, Bentleys. Yeah. All kinds of stuff, I'm sure. Have a pick of the litter. I, if you're the Queen of England, I mean, basically, you could get any car you want. Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, she's got a whole stable of them. Wow. So, so, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's really cool. That's what I would do. I would have never pegged the Queen of England for somebody that wants to roll out and drive. But, you know, it's one of those things that people, I don't know, people like to drive. Yeah. I can't imagine. Like, if I was, you know, President of the United States, I'm not saying I have aspirations for that. Like, I'm not running. You know, let's just, I'm not going to run. But... <laughs> You know, in the next you heard election, it here first. in the next election, right? This I'm election, not but uh, if I was president of the United States, I, you know, I would, I would be wanting to drive myself. Yeah, you don't want to have drivers driving you everywhere. Wow. Me, yep. I'd be like Secret Service guy. Step aside. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna take these tiny there. hands, yeah. and drive this. Guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. Uh, that that would be one heck of a one heck of I'm sure she has one heck of a car collection, so that'd be really cool. And that would make all the difference too, right? Yeah. Like a, mm-hmm. driving my 2013 Rav Four. Yeah. A little different than a, a Bentley or a, a Porsche. Oh, yeah. It's a little different. I'm sure it is. <clears throat> I've never driven either of those, so I, I don't know. I probably wreck it though because you have to drive on the side of the road. It's true. It does become a little bit more problematic. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, that's a good. That's a really. That's a good. That would be a good. That would be a good answer um well, what about you i have i have a, a little bit less ambitious of an answer um so let me tell you about maiden guitars oh maiden guitars are the australian manufacturer of acoustic guitars more recently they've been doing electric guitars it's it's like the Australian version of Martin or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And uh for for years they've been using 
local Australian wood and hand making guitars and making beautiful stuff. And, uh, you know, more recently they've gotten into, uh, um, I don't know, major manufacturing of guitars and they're, they're churning out guitars a lot more. But back in the day, back in the seventies and eighties, they were making really, really nice small batch, you know, handmade guitars, Locally sourced, with, you know, locally sourced woods Organic. from Australia, mm-hmm. um, and really good stuff. I went to a, and I do actually own a Maiden guitar. Really, I do. It's it's kind of like it needs some work. It's up in my it's up in my office. It's tucked away. I do actually own one from the early eighties. Um, but uh, when I was in Tasmania, mm-hmm. Australia. Uh, I went to a hostel, and there was a guy there, and he had a late 70s making guitar, and uh, he was he was playing it at this hostel, and uh, I asked him if I could, you know, give it a give it a play, yeah, you know, and it was I think it was probably one of the nicest sounding and playing guitars that I've ever picked up. Really, and I played a lot of different guitars, and this was this was one of the nicest ones I've ever dealt with. Wow! And uh, so I was very like inquisitive about mm-hmm. where he got it, mm-hmm. how he got it, yeah, how much it was. How can I get this? How can I... Yes, I was trying to get that. Where can I get something like yeah. this? You know, yeah. and uh, he was very uh, he was very nice at first, and then the more I asked about it, he was like, "I'm not going to sell this to you," and. You know, I was like, whoa, you know, I wasn't really trying to buy it from you, you know. Yeah. I, was just, I was just trying to figure out, like, where I could, you know, yeah. get something like this, you know. Yeah. Um, so he was very protective of it. Sure. And I, as you would be, of yeah. a, uh, a a priceless guitar, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, I tried to find something similar, and I did. I, I bought a used Maiden from a long time ago, but it's not really the same thing. It's 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 a good guitar, but it's not the best Maiden guitar. So if if I could if I could go back in time and go to Australia and um, club that guy over the head and take his guitar <laughs> uh, and get away with it, if I knew I could get away with it, yeah. I would definitely run do that. back. Yeah. So what'd you play? Like Dust in the Wind? Like what'd you? Uh, <laughs> close yeah. my I was hoping to like uh, make him cry and he'd just be like, "Take it, take it. This is <laughs> it's too beautiful." This is, a, this is a song I wrote <laughs> yeah. on this guitar just you now. you listen to much American I'm, music? Yeah. No? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> I wrote this back in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, we do. <laughs> uh, no, it didn't go like that. He was, he was, he was kind of worried about me, how interested <laughs> I was in his guitar. Which I could understand. I could understand. Hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you hand that back over? I was, you know, I was clutching it very <laughs> tightly, but... It even smells good. Yeah. Hmm. I, I feel like this is my guitar, actually. Um, what kind of polish you put on that? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, if I, get, if, I could, if I could get away with it, if I could get away with the perfect crime, hmm. you know, it's not as ambitious as a Bentley from the Queen of England. Well, but, that's breaking uh, laws. And well, this, I guess we're both breaking this, laws. This... That that was the one that got away. That was you know, if you know, I it was it was a very compelling guitar. I was very uh, impressed by it. 
So maybe someday. Maybe I'll find that perfect 70s maiden that was just like it. See, that's the thing is I can't go. I won't go. I, I just don't go to guitar stores because I don't want to know. My ignorance is bliss for me. Yeah, you don't want to know. I just don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. I spent. Then I spent months trying to find that. <laughs> Recreate the magic. Yeah, that guitar. <laughs> and I ended up. I mean, I got something that was not very expensive, but it was. I called every guitar shop in the area trying to find a used. Like late seventies, early eighties, Maiden guitar. I called. I, I must have called thirty guitar shops, and I took trains and and wow. I went to go look around. And it became uh, an obsession. It was an obsession, and I, I ended up getting one. But it, I, I still don't. I feel like I I settled a little bit for something a little bit less. <laughs> so, but Maiden still makes really good guitars. Uh, still a lot of people, Tommy Emanuel, who's a very famous yep. guitar player, yep. plays a lot of Matins. Hmm. Um, he's also a, Australian. Wait, no, Tommy he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a signature guitar through Maiden. Uh, they're a good manufacturer of guitars. I'm not trying to take away from their modern ones. It's just kind of like the Martins or something like that. You, the, the old ones are the ones that people go after. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that would be mine. The guitar that got away. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that was the podcast that got away from us. <laughs> yeah, it did. And uh, we, uh, so uh, we are going to be next week is Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, so happy Thanksgiving out there to everybody that's listening to this. Uh, I'm going to Aspen, Colorado next week. Yeah, you're going to be in town. I am going to be in town. And then next, the week after that, we're going to be back on uh, another podcast. So we've been away for a few weeks, but uh, two week schedule should kick right back in, and we should be able to do this. Yeah, the whole the whole Europe trip really threw a wrench in yeah. podcasting. Mm-hmm. I thought about doing the solo podcast. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brian. I'm sitting the, to the, the swashbuckling Brian. I'm sitting to the left of Brian. Brian, <laughs> but I just didn't feel like that would work out too well, so I didn't do that. Yeah. But um, two weeks from now, we'll be back. We'll be back for the regular schedule and ready to rock. So uh, anyway, Glenn. Well, uh, that was episode one twenty five. I'm certainly looking forward to episode 126. Mm-hmm. Um, did we just do 125 or 126? That was, that was 125. Okay. Episode 125. Okay. Um, kind of like Star Wars where there's like six. Yeah. We have 125. Right. So. Right. You know, George Lucas, whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same thing. I am uh, I'm Brian McKinney. I'm, I'm Glenn Sansbury. Thanks for listening to episode 125 of the Gentleman Podcast. We'll see you guys in two weeks for episode 126. Good night. Adios. <laughs>